0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tav, and I wanted to give you guys an update on where we are at with my TBR list and the books I've read currently and then a couple new releases that are coming up, which is really exciting. And then we are going to be getting into this book that I have been waiting for for quite some time that was very surprising. So let's get into the TBR list. So I read The Dead and Breakfast by Emma Hart, and that one was a very new one that just got released. And it was pretty good. It was a mystery kind of thriller. Not really thriller, actually, uh, but a cute little romance. But I I felt like it was more towards the mystery than it was romance. Um, It was very tame, not spicy at all. Actually, I think that there was like zero spice, actually. Um, So it was good, like very nice reading. I really liked the characters. They were funny, like they had some depth. It was a very simple concept. Um, But overall, it was it was good. Um, I mean, put it on your list to read. I wouldn't say that it was like, oh my gosh, drop everything and read this. Uh, It was good. Uh, The next one was also a new one, and it was Ensnared by Rebecca Quinn. And remember a couple episodes, I had a little bit of a hesitation with this because I knew that it was reverse harem. And so I was like, so I kind of went into it, and the concept seemed interesting. So I got to, like, the first couple chapters, but then it (laughs) immediately went into – the reverse harem part and uh, I think there was like five guys and they were like sharing her. Uh, She would go to their room every, a different guy every day. And that's the only reason why they really saved her from this like post-apocalyptic. And they all went to this kind of like uh, BDSM club before the apocalypse happened. And once it kind of went to there, that's kind of like my boundary I guess you could say is when it starts to get into BDSM because I I'm not here to yuck someone's yum we talk about this every time but that is it's not for me it's definitely not for me I it's like not for the faint of heart which I have a faint heart <laughs> when it comes to these things I I try I try that's the thing I'm not immediately like no I don't want to do this I don't Da da, da. um I try I just want to see what it's like, because there is one, um, I think it's called, the first one is called maybe Perception or something, by, um, Jamin Eve, I think it is, where it's like, there's like the five guys, and they're different gods, that one, I actually really liked that series, and that one is a reverse harem, but it wasn't so over-sexualized, like, there was, of course, very spicy parts, um, And I didn't realize that it was a reverse harem like that series until like she was in the river and then two guys are there. And I was like, oh, my gosh. okay, well, this it was kind of my first experience with reading a reverse harem, which that whole series was very good. I really liked each of the characters and the world building. I highly recommend it. I'm pretty sure that's who writes it is Jamin Eve. So I, I give them a chance. That's the thing. I give these these reverse harems a chance. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of like my line. <laughs> so that one I definitely didn't finish uh, because it was it was a lot. It was basically the same line as um, that one that I keep talking about,, uh, the den of Vipers., uh, it was along that same line, uh, if not a little bit more. So <laughs> yeah, it was it was uh, um, an event. Um okay, so, the next one is actually by Rebecca Yaros, the one, the, the lady uh, author that wrote Fourth Wing. And I think that this is like a preview read or something. Somehow I got access to it before it was released. It was so good. It's not fantasy. It is um, contemporary. And I actually read this book while I was on a plane. And the first part of this book is when, like, the two main characters meet and their plane, like, falls out of the the sky, basically, and crashes. And that's how they meet. And so I was like, oh, uh, this is probably not the best book to, like, read while I'm on the plane, but I did it. And it was so good. I think Rebecca Yaros writes so good. Like, she... She creates these characters that are like relatable and like you just you root for them and you like them. They're not annoying. They're not overbearing. They're just very very relatable. And I I really really liked it. It had um, kind of a military aspect to it, which actually not really aspect. It was about the military. Like the main male character is in the military, and they he just happens to meet this girl. A, bunch of different times on in different situations and then they come together and it's very very good I highly recommend that book I think I'm actually going to be doing an episode on it so if you don't have time to read it we can talk about it and why I think it's so good another one that uh, I said nope to was serving the CEO by MS Parker um I wanted to like it but it of course got into like BDSM and doms and like subs and it was too much for me so I said no to that one uh, so those are the ones that I've been reading I have about to finish um, that didn't make sense I am almost finished with Rowan the Lachlan feuds which I have been raving about that everywhere, like on my TikTok, on just everything. It is so good. It's on Kindle Unlimited, and you get the four books, and I am in the middle of the fourth book, and it, it's so good. I really, really like this series. Um, so that's what I'm currently reading. And then um, I want to start reading The Stars Are Dying by Chloe Penaranda. Um, that one, I've seen a lot around TikTok, and so I have it on my list, so that will be the next one, and then um, the ones that I had on my list before that as well, so like The Endless Escape, which is book two of The Forbidden Fate by Kaven Herning, uh, I really want to read that second book. Uh, I probably need to read the first book again, just so that I remember everything. Um, and then another one that's been kind of going around, I can't remember if I have read it. I haven't really looked into it a lot, but Hunting Adeline by H. D. Carlton, that one's been popping up a lot on my pages, like TikTok. And so I put that on my list. And then I think Megan Quinn just barely came out with another book, The Way I Hate Him. And I really like hers. And I think I think I got them mixed up. So Rebecca Quinn is the one that did like the reverse harem, the one that I couldn't get through, but it's Megan Quinn that I really like her books and like her writing and everything. So I I think I got them confused and that's why maybe I picked up the Rebecca Quinn one. I don't know, but I tried them. Uh, and then I actually want to do, like, the whole Sarah J. Moss, like, universe. So I've read ACOTAR, um, and I read the first book of The Throne of Glass, but I haven't read anything else um, in that series. Like, I haven't read the Crescent series, or I haven't read the Crescent City series. I haven't done any of that so I kind of want to get back into it I don't think I'm going to reread the ACOTAR which I've done many times but I don't think I'm going to reread it but I think I want to start on Throne of Glass so I don't know when I'm going to kind of schedule that in Uh, but I do want to start um, I do want to start reading those which would be really fun some new releases So, uh, things we left behind, which is the third series uh, to the Lucy score books. Uh, I think it's like the things we left behind. No, just kidding. Uh, Things we never said. I can never remember the titles of those books, but it's the third book, and it comes out next month, which I'm so freaking excited because it is about Lucian, who's the third guy, Uh, because there's the two brothers, and then there's their friend. Uh, And then in November, the second book of the Fourth Wing series comes out, which I think we all kind of like put that in our calendars. And then Elena Armas, uh, the one she wrote, Spanish Love Deception, she is coming out with another book called The Long Game. And I think that comes out next month as well. And so I'm really excited about that because the first book we talked about, that's like my biggest episode like ever listened to where I didn't like it at first, and then I loved it, and then the second book I really loved, so I'm hoping this third book I love as well. Um, it's The writing is it's getting better and better, so I'm really excited about that. Um, so I did want to give you an update, because a couple episodes we did talk about, like, Fourth Wing with my sisters, and then last week we talked to, uh, about a book with my mom and sister. So I think I said that my mom was in the middle of fourth wing then. She finished it. She loved it. Love, 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 loved it. She kind of had to get over like the third person versus first person um, like point of view, but she loved it. I knew when she, okay, spoilers, which just everyone, spoilers. uh, But I knew when she got to the Liam part because she started sobbing not like sob sob but she just like just tears streaming down and i was like oh no are you towards the end and she's like yeah he just died and so she had to take a minute to like compose herself and then I knew when she finished because again she was like, Oh my gosh, like it was you could just see all the emotions on my mom and it was just it was just a riot, like and so I was able to then share like all of our hypothesis or theories not hypothesis, that I don't think that's the word, but theories of what we think things mean. And I told her about, like, the 33 times that Liam touched her, and she was so mad at that. Like, she's in it with us, and she's so excited for November, which I love that this series or this book is so generational. Like, all the generations can read it. Like, it's just so good. Like, maybe I would say it's, like, 15 and older, I would say, because, like, the spicy parts, but everything else, like, it's just, it's so good. So it was hard to go to a different book after that, but I felt like Rowan, like the Lachlan feuds, it was a very good s- like segment or segue into like another series without being like completely disappointed uh, with that next book because The Fourth Wing is so good. So yeah, we wanted to give you an update on that. Um So I'm just uh, really excited to get started on this book. Um, We are going to be talking about The Soul of Ash and Blood, which is book five in the Jennifer Armantrout series. Uh, If you wanted to go back and listen to book one through four, it is episode 20 to 23. So we talked about these books in April of 2022, which seems like so long ago, but it wasn't. It wasn't was a year ago. Actually, it was a little bit more than a year ago. So I had to kind of like look a couple things up that they talked about. But what was really nice and surprising is that this book is Cass's point of view of the first book. So when I heard that this book was just going to be like Cass's point of view, I was actually disappointed because I was like, why is she not giving us a continuation of this series because there was such a big cliffhanger in the fourth book that I was, I was mad. I was like, no, I need the story to progress. I need to know what happens if they're going to find Collis, who is like the God that they're trying to basically like awaken. Like, I need to know these things. And so I was kind of like, Meh, like pushing this book off because it was released a couple weeks ago and I didn't pick it up because I was like, I don't really want this. But it turned out to be really, really good. I enjoyed it. Because what happened is that it goes from the present, from where they are, like right after the fourth book, to the past. So it goes back and forth. And which is really, really great. Because It still kind of continues the story just little bit by little bit. And, of course, there's a huge cliffhanger at the end. Like, it makes me so mad. And I haven't checked this out yet, but my friend told me that the next book is going to be on Willa's point of view, which Willa was one of, like, the original, like, Atlanteans, I think. And she's the one that also wrote that diary. So I'm like, Uh, I mean, I'm sure it will be spicy and good and everything, but I'm like, I don't want to know about her. I really don't. Like, I want to know about these characters. I want to know what happens with Poppy. I want to know, like, I don't care about Willa. I know that sounds harsh, but it's just, I don't know. That's my thoughts for right now. It definitely could change because I don't really know what's going to be happening, Um, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, And so it's to the point of view, so it's the present right now, and they just destroyed, like, that queen, and they are basically in her castle trying to find uh, Poppy's dad, which, remember, Poppy's dad was a cave cat, and he was underneath the castle. Not only is Poppy a primal, but she's the primal of blood and bone. So basically of life and death. She's both. So they had like the big fight in the Bone Temple, which that's where everything went down. And she killed the Blood Queen. Um, We know kind of everything that happened. If you don't remember, go back and listen to the the fourth book, like that podcast. It'll go through everything. And we do know that the Blood Queen was Poppy's mother. So I'm sure that there's going to be like some traumatic or like a, kind of introspective trauma that Poppy's going to go through that she's like, oh my gosh, I had to kill my mom, which she, buzz- she wasn't be- like a mom to Poppy, you know what I'm saying? But I'm sure there's going to be a lot of emotions with that. Um, so yeah, just a reminder that the Blood Queen was Poppy's mom, of course. And then also Malik, who is uh, Cass's brother, he's out there some somewhere with Millicent. And Millicent is Poppy's sister. So Poppy's sister was also a revenant, which is basically undead. They come back to life. And him and Millicent are heartmates. And so when everything kind of went down with the Bone Queen, or not the Bone Queen, with the Blood Queen, uh, they left. And we find out why they left. And they didn't really, like, help Or maybe they did help with the battle, but then they left immediately afterwards. Um, And so we also do know that Poppy's primal grandparents, which is like the the god of all the primals, and then what's her name? I can't remember her name. That was in the other books. But uh, she's the consort. They're no longer asleep. Like, they are awake and... um, they can enter basically the mortal realm at any point. And then there's Callum, who is that golden revenant, which we learn about him in those first books with the first little series, and then he comes into play with uh, the last book as well. So we, we don't really know where he is as well, and they're just trying to prevent Callus, who is the original, like, true primal of death, uh, from basically taking form. And But he was a free... But he's free, he's awake, and so they're trying to figure out a plan from there. And while they're looking for Poppy's dad under like the castle, there's like this big rumbling and cracking of stone and they think that it's Poppy and they're like, are you okay, what's happening? And Nektas, who is like the the dragon or um, whatever they call him. Why can I not remember what they call him? Uh, But he's like, it wasn't her. Uh, it was the gods like one of them must have awakened nearby so the gods are starting to awaken so I'm like I need a book right after this that shows all of that but maybe this willow one is going to like join them all together I don't know like I, it just makes me speculate so oh draken that's what they're called uh not dragon they're draken um and so he's like Someone must have awakened. So they finally find Poppy's dad, and his name is Iris. He's the brother of Malik, Malik, Mal- uh, the the bad guy, um, and he was still the cave cat. So they helped him transform back into a human. Poppy helped him with like his emotions and getting it all going and so he is now alert he's human he's kind of able to talk he's very weak um he does tell Nektas about his daughter because remember Nektas's daughter Jadis went with Iris into like the the mortal realm and so Nektas is like where is she and Iris is like she's at the willow and so they kind of like create a plan so he is like okay you guys go upstairs because he can tell that poppy is very fatigued and he asks her like hey have you entered the deep sleep yet usually there's like a stasis at the end of your ascension and it usually happens with like primals even gods when they like finish their calling uh, or when they're weakened and it could be a couple days it could be months it could be years like they go into the stasis because it's different for everyone Um, And so likely her body is now catching up with like the whole process. And so they're like, "Um, okay, like, is this going to happen now? Is this going to happen later? We don't really know. And uh, he's like, yeah, a lot of loss of memory could happen, lack of knowledge of who they are, and those that are around them. Um, it's very rare, like it's only happened maybe twice, so of course they're setting us up to be like, oh my gosh, she's gonna forget everything, like what if she forgets everything, and so that kind of puts you on pins and needles, and so she does, she passes out, they take her upstairs to one of the rooms, and Nectus is like, hey, I'm gonna go try and find my daughter, you stay here until she wakes up, like talk to her, like tell her about her life and the parts that you've been known to be in and we don't know if like you have if she can hear you but i think it helps because uh Nyctos, who's the primal of all gods you know uh i finally remembered his name (laughs) uh he talked to his consort consort when she was in stasis so they're like hey it doesn't hurt and so they like put her in this bed they kind of get settled kieran is there with him uh with cass and he's like okay well i guess we'll start on the rise when i was there and the reason why i changed my mind um because when i was like oh my gosh it's cass's point of view i don't like that the reason i changed my mind is because we could see the background of where he came from and kind of like his thought process before he like talked to Poppy. Because we know Poppy's side. And it's, I loved the first book. The first book has always been my favorite. And I think it always will be my favorite. And so to see his side as well. And like what he knew and what he didn't know. And see them come together. I just really love that. So he does. He starts at the very beginning. He talks about like the Duke and Duchess of Tierman. And the ascended who ruled macedonia and how macedonia is one of the oldest cities in the kingdom and he's up on this rise which is that big wall kind of like the great wall of china you can think about and that's where they would like station. so when like the fog came in or like the mist with the craven that's where they like patrolled so he created that lie that he grew up on a farm in the east and um, just kind of went from there all while plotting and meeting up with Kiernan, who was actually planted in as a city guard. So there wasn't a lot of chance with, that they'd happen upon each other. Um, and so their plan was to take out one of her guards and to gain her trust. And then when Cass says, like, hey, we need to leave on this assignment, she would go with them. So that was their whole plan. And so he met up with Kiernan at the Red Pearl. He already had been scoping out the maiden, like Poppy, and, like, where she frequented. And, like, he kind of knew... He didn't know that she would sneak out, but he just, like, knew all about her. Like, he just assumed that she knew the real, like, business of the kingdom, that she knew that they were taking, like... The second and third sons and having them be fed he he like assumed that she knew about the vampiri and all this stuff and and didn't do anything so he like didn't like her in general and so they go to the red pearl she shows up he's surprised he knows it's her when she comes in um and he just acts like he know. he thinks that it's that the one maiden or girl that he had met up with previously And so he, of course, is very sexual, um, just like his thought processes and everything. It's not too much, but it's kind of like, okay, like, what are you doing? Um, There's a lot of uh, the word cock (laughs) in this book. And yes, I do Google on it because it's just a silly word. Um, And so, yeah, just throughout the whole book. And so he we see them in the red pearl and then we see like their plan to take out the guard which they do but the guy that was killing the guard he wasn't supposed to try and take her he just thought that he he saw the opportunity to try and take her and they didn't know that she could fight and so that's how that guy got injured but Cass was so upset because he like started to see that she doesn't know more about what's happening and he knows how to fight and so right then she's like start she's like on his mind a lot where he's like why couldn't i just like let him take her like s- things are starting to move around and so then he gets moved into being her guard and we see like all the different events with that and you just start to see like his feelings towards her and like protecting her and taking her side on things because he's meeting Kiernan throughout like throughout all of this and Kiernan keeps asking like okay like you realize how this is coming off like it it sounds like you care for her and he's like no 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 like we I'm just doing this uh, so that we can take her but yeah you start to see like how that's not true the the night of the right happens which is where that big attack goes on And uh, we learned that they didn't order the Descenders to attack the right or, like, attack the mortals. Like, they were only supposed to set a few dozen or so fires to take out some of the Ascended and their enablers, and that was it. Like, they weren't supposed to attack people. They weren't supposed to do, like, this whole big thing. And um, that's also when the Duke dies, which we get that whole scene. It's kind of graphic, Um, which I find that in the later books of Jennifer Armantrout, they do get a lot more graphic, and so it is pretty graphic of how he kills the Duke, but also kind of satisfying. And so then we see, like, his thought process when he takes her into the willow, and they kiss, and it's kind of like a beautiful moment. Like, he's very, um, he's very in tune with, like, her feelings, and I really like that and also that's when Kiernan starts to wonder Cass's feelings because he does take her back to room, or like um, they are fighting and that's when Victor dies as well and so he Kiernan is like why didn't you just take her after like Victor died like why didn't you take her at this point why didn't you take her and he like basically calls Cass out on his feelings Like, you care for her, like, why, remember your plan, remember, like, why we're doing this, and, and Cass is like, I know, I know, and he's kind of going through this, like, not identity crisis, but a little bit where he's like, what am I doing? Like, I have to go with this plan, but I care for her, and I want her to be protected, like, she's mine, basically, and you just see him go through this whole process, and it's kind of awesome, like, I really liked it. Because you already have this background with all these books, and you see the very raw side of Cass, and how he grew to be how he is, what he's thinking in certain situations, why he said those some things to Poppy, and it's just like, I I definitely enjoyed this book. It I definitely did. And so once Victor dies, they go to New Haven, and we learn a little bit more about New Haven because we knew that there was no, like, Ascended there. Um, And they, the Ascended had no reason to really check on that Lord Halverson, which that's the guy that was over it, um, who had once overseen the city. Um, For some reason, they don't check on it. So New Haven was actually run entirely by dissenters and mortal descendants of Atlantia, and the Blood Crown didn't know and so that night of course they have like their spicy moment we are there the whole time it happens and he just has so much like he just wants poppy to be happy he wants her to live her true self he wants her to be fulfilled he wants like all these things for her and it's it's very beautiful and then just knowing that he like betrays her and he always thinks like i need to tell her i need to tell her like i need to figure out how to tell her like all these different things and then yeah she finds out and Kieran is like what is going on with you like with her like don't give me a bullshit answer like not when you're ready to go against your father over her because he like learns that his dad might be coming to New Haven to find her because they um they figure out that he does have Poppy and so Um, Cass is ready to, like, go out and fight his dad, basically. And so Kiernan's like, okay, like, what is happening? Like, you're ready to go against your dad. Like, something is going on. So he admits to him, like, I do have feelings. Like, I care for her. Like, I'm trying to change our plan so that we can still get Malik back. But also, like, she's still okay. And, yeah. So they go through that whole fight of her finding out. And then, um, at one point she does get away and running and then it's like that spicy part where he, like she had like stabbed him. He goes after her and then he like bites her and like tastes her blood and just kind of like the description of that. I'm going to read. It says the taste of her hitting me in a stunning, unexpected burst of sensation, sweet, fresh power. There was something in her blood that shouldn't be there. That couldn't be. It was a charge of energy um and so that's when he knows like i i think she's part atlantean so when they do go back in he talks to kiernan and says like she's one of us like we can't give her over to the blood crown i don't think like she's part atlantean like it's really strong and so that's where they go from there is he's like okay we're going back to um back home we're going to talk to my parents I don't know if right now he's, like, said that they're going to get married. Um, Actually, I think he did at the very end. But, yeah, so that's where it all kind of goes. So you just learn all his different uh, point of views with these situations. And then it does go back from, like, present to past, present to past. And so that's all the past things that happen. And so now I'm going to kind of go over the present and, and what is happening during the times that he's talking to Poppy while she's in the stasis and keeping her up to date with everything and so at the very beginning he did talk about victor he said like you know looking back i wonder if victor knew what was going to happen um because he was part of the array like the fates in a way um like maybe he knew on some unconscious level that he was part of the fates and that's why he did help her out so much and he does tell her like i was beginning to learn how wrong i was about you like because i was finally able to meet you and you were about to meet who i used to be and so he kind of goes over like his feelings about that and when he does he does talk about how he confronts the duke like before he kills him um and that the duke said that he was right about malik that there was no kept prince because he's like he, he says, like, oh, you have a kept prince in there. And the Duke was like, no, there's no kept prince. And we now know that he spoke the truth because Malik may not have been kept in a cage and, like, chained the entire time um, that he was, like, with the queen, but he was kept. But basically, like, his chains were invisible um, and the chains were his heartmate, Millicent. So he they do find Malik and he comes and, and talks to... Uh, cast a little bit more and he says like you were looking for me like and he's like yeah like we you basically disappeared after the battle like where did you and Millicent go and so they're both there and he also tells Millicent like hey your dad's been freed like he asked about you and so they took off um I guess when the fight started it says not when it ended because they saw like the silver light and the realms being open and that's when the draken came through and they thought it was the consort at first like the primal of life and so they ran um, because they thought that she was awakened and they're like wait but that she's your grandma like why would you run Um, because no one hates the revenants more than the primal of life um, because they're like abominations basically And so that's why they ran, and Malak went after her, and so now Malak is there, um, like, talking to Cass while Millicent goes in and sits with Poppy for a little bit. And so he was saying, like, hey, we went after some other revenants, um, the ones that are loyal to Isbeth, like, we came back. Um, There were a few running around, um, but we killed them, and he's like, wait, can't, like only Drakenfire fire kill them and I guess that the queen um, had a couple of vials of it and so they were able to have these revenants like, ingest or dip a blade or arrow in it uh, as long as it gets into their heart, uh, head or heart so that's a good thing we now know that there are different ways to kill these revenants other than the draken fire and because that was a big thing that it's like we've got to kill them with all this like yeah in the previous books and so they're there, they're talking um, and Cass is, like, is actually able to talk to him like longer than a couple seconds. And he's like, you could have sent word to me like you could have let me know that you were surviving. And Malik is like, um, no, if I sent word and told you that I joined the blood crown, like you wouldn't believe me. Or you thought it would have been fake, like, and if I told you about Millicent, like, would you have believed that I found my heartmate? Especially back then, because they both didn't believe that heartmates were real. And so he's like, you would have been doing what you were doing. And (laughs) he's like, but you did forget, like, the original plan. Um, Not really forget the original plan, but he changed it, and because the original original plan was Isbeth had no need of Cass. Like it was supposed to be Malik who ascended Poppy when the time was right. Like that's what the prophecy said and everything. Because she had no need of him, and he went off and decided to take the, the maiden. She hadn't planned that. So just she just adapted. and if Cass would have went for Malik still, she would have made him kill Cass. And so he's like, I had to stay away. I had to stay silent. Like, I I hated it, but also, she's my heartmate. I had to stay there with her, and it just kind of worked out how it did. And he, which I think is so sweet, um, that Malik apologizes. He's like, I'm so sorry for what you had to believe. I'm so sorry for all that you had to do, for the pain, for all the death. Like, I am so sorry that we've been apart, and it just is, like, kind of a tender moment where you're, like, these are two brothers that they haven't seen each other in, what, five, 50 years? I don't know, like, a long time that they're coming together. They're trying to rekindle. They're trying to figure out who they are and, like, their friendship and all, all that. Um, and Malik tells him, like, hey, um, Callum, who's that The golden god or whatever, or golden revenant, Um, he made sure that all these revenants knew that they were loyal to Collis and not Isbeth. And so that's going to be a problem. Like They're going to still try to bring him to full power and stop anyone that does it. So we still have that problem. The revenants are all going towards Collis. They're all in support of him. And so they're trying to figure out a plan um, for where that is going. So they know that Cass is tired and he hasn't slept it's been about two days I want to say now and he hasn't slept he's just stayed with with Poppy and he finally decides like okay I'm gonna close my eyes and he wakes up and he just knows something is wrong and there's this revenant that basically has a knife over Poppy he like came through the windows and nobody kind of nobody felt him you know like could tell that he was in there and so Him and Cass fight, and this revenant, um, he has a knife that is made from the bone of ancients. So it's sharper than bloodstone, harder than shadowstone, and deadlier than both. Like, it's able to kill a god with just a prick and incapacitate a primal. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, with just a, a prick? Like, he could die. And so they fight, and he actually gets stabbed. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is happening? So he's still alive. He was frozen. Like, he couldn't move. He was voiceless. He couldn't yell for help, like, nothing. And he's just seeing, like, Poppy about to die. And all of a sudden, this is where I freaking, oh, of course, it's, like, basically the last page. And this is where it gets crazy, um, so if you don't want to know, like, kind of turn everything off right here, because this is where, like, the big reveal is, and it said it was instinct, then ancient, powerful instinct, primal, like the hum in my ears intensified and then hit my blood, and a rumble started in his chest, and he willed his finger around the red-hot hilt, like his arm moved, ja- like, jerking the dagger free, and... His lips peeled back as his jaw popped out of its socket, canines jutting out, his palms roughened as his fingers spread out, fingernails growing and thickening, sharpening, digging into the stone floor. I was something else. It was a long buried knowledge that I had been waiting for decades, maybe centuries, to be awakened and tapped into. <gasps> is it the. Okay. Do you understand what is happening? He is turning into a cave cat, like her dad. Like. At first I was like, Oh my gosh, is he turning to into a woven? Like maybe he is uh, like using Kieran's power or something because the three of them are linked together. And so I'm like, is he turning into a wolven? But no, he turned into a cave cat and he didn't remember what was happening. So he kills the Revenant and he looks over um and looks over towards Poppy and he's like, I know she's important. Like, why is she important? And then all of a sudden Kiernan comes in with a couple of the other Wolvens and they're like, Uh, is that a cave cat? Like a really large, stringly colored one. And Kiernan was like, That's Cass. Like he can he can tell, like, because they're so connected to each other, because they have that bond. Um, that he's like, that's Cass, and he doesn't recognize us, like, they can read each other's thoughts through this bond, like, while he's this cave cat, and so he can, he can hear that Cass is like, like, I need to, I need to kill them, I need to attack them, I need to do this, and, and Kiernan is like no like we're not a risk they're one of us and then that's when Kiernan is like okay do you remember when we were boys like I first shifted after being in my mortal form for a while like I had trouble separating myself from the wolf but you were there like he starts to talk him through like how to shift back and kind of like reassures him everything's fine and so now Cass is back and they both just kind of sit there like oh my gosh what just happened and so they kind of like just yeah they just sit there in silence and then they're like well her father shifts into a cave cat like maybe the shift might have come through like the connection with her or with Kiernan maybe it was her ether like maybe that's what I felt is like the primal ether they're just shocked that they're like okay well this is a thing that could happen now all of a sudden there's like some rumbling and this intense bright light on poppy they both turn to her and this like yeah this glow appears beneath like her flesh like basically lighting up all her veins with ether and her lashes start to flutter and she opens her eyes and they're not dewy green like they usually are And they weren't even eyes of a god. Uh, They were pure molten silver of churning ether as they, like, look over at Cass. Like, they make eye contact. And he's like, they were the eyes of not just a primal, but the primal of life and death of blood and bone. And that's how it ends. Like, seriously? Seriously? I... Yeah. So that happened. And i set myself up for this like i i go in thinking okay i know it's gonna be a cliffhanger but then she drops these huge bombs that it's like well what am i supposed to do now like and i think uh the third book in that other series uh, with the consort and nyctos i think that comes out in a couple months which is great but it's like why did you not focus on this book i don't know it's just i have a lot of (laughs) thoughts and feelings and I don't understand why, like, we don't have more, I wanted more, I needed more, like, I needed more of the present tense, like, I didn't want all of the, the past one, which I, I did love it, but it's like, no, (laughs) like, I'm sure you completely understand what I'm saying, like, I just am like, I have to wait even longer now for this next book. And I just, it's so sad. I just revolve my life around these characters. And then I just get let down. And I mean, not let down, but I just, it's like crazy. I know. I know. I'm just going to keep saying it. So anyways, that was book five on Soul of Ash and Blood. And again, if you wanted to go read or go listen to uh, the first book through the fourth book, it's episode 20 to 23. And yeah, it was so good. And I loved it just all around 10 out of 10. Spice, I would say is like 8 out of 10. Um, I think my sister's about to read this. I don't know if my mom would ever read these books. I really want her to. Maybe that's um, one that we can like push her to read. Um, She is reading the Rowan, the Lachlan feuds right now. I think she's in book two and she's loved it. So um, that's a win, uh, (laughs) which is really good. But yeah, uh, definitely follow me on all the social medias. I'm on threads a lot. So that's been really fun to like connect with other people that are in the book community. And I've started making more TikToks. I'm just really starting to, you know, get into this community and really like start talking to everyone and yeah, it'll be, uh, it's been really fun and I've really enjoyed it. So anyways, grateful for you guys and, uh, we'll talk to you next week.